Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast with me, the Mad Chatter Ryan MK. And of course, right next to me by my side, as always, the salary captain, the March Heron, Mr. Aaron Stewart. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I get to actually say my normal, normal line here. Mondays yeah, are Monday. my favorite days <laughs> of the week because we get to sit down and we get to podcast and we're coming off a massive high because... Monday Night Football has just ended, oh, what, maybe 20-ish minutes ago, 20, 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, what a game. It was fucking crazy. It was a, that was a hell of a game to have Monday night. Um, you know, it, and it's funny, but before we get into the game, I'd like to ask the madcaps out there, the listeners, to bear with us because it was about the end of the Monday night game that the, the uploading of last night's pod actually went through, <laughs> which is no big deal, except for at the end of the pod, we did a Monday night preview, which means absolutely jack shit right now. So, <laughs> but I got someone coming to fix my shit tomorrow. So hopefully that's it. Just so everyone knows, for whatever reason, since I moved into my new place, a lot of shit's gone wrong. We'll just put it like that. And and for some reason, the internet being one of the main things, it's having some issues. So we'll get that under control. But uh, yeah, so bear with us <laughs> while we get this rolling with the new schedule and everything, because it, it's, it's an adjustment for us uh, as well. So that said, Monday Night Football was great. Awesome way to recap or to recap, to cap off week one. And gotta say i i think we all thought the ravens would take this but uh sure they made some some boneheaded mistakes but the raiders really played well and they, and there might be a little bit something to uh the defense of course they did have some injuries tonight as well so we'll see how that all goes but uh and and most of all it was just when i first thought brian edwards won the fucking game i was like this is fantastic and like because he was just rocking at the end of the game and I was like it's about time because I was starting to get a little worried like we're not gonna like Darren Waller's got like a billion targets but you did where's Brian Edwards and finally we saw some Brian Edwards and then we almost saw him win the game so it was fantastic loved seeing that um but it was yeah just insanity Aaron go ahead Absolutely. You have the Brian Edwards uh, late game emergence because him and Henry Ruggs are putting up goose eggs for, oh man, a good part of three plus quarters of football to the point yeah. where it's to the point where it's really like, well, I see why Darren Waller's getting all the targets. These guys aren't doing anything. Uh, both guys made some huge plays and Brian Edwards made more huge plays. I mean, for Henry Ruggs, that one catch, I wrote the article, like he just doesn't do well like with the opposing team he has a good cornerback no. that's matched up against him he doesn't do anything and they finally got a 37 yard catch but oh man darren waller 19 targets as i mentioned he got targeted a a buttload 19 targets yeah. just crazy and his he topped 100 yards he caught 10 passes he scored a touchdown and he should have had so much more some of it some of it was Derek Carr. I don't know what was going on. First half, Carr was just off. Like it was, it was really, really bad. 
to the point where, oh man, I, I noticed midway through the second quarter, technically Marcus Mariota, who came in for a trick play and, mm. and got 31 yards uh, on one carry, he had more yards of offense than Derek Carr did, and Carr had been playing for a quarter and a half. But in the second, in the second half, to his credit, a lot better. Uh, corrected some things. <laughs> yeah, this is this is crazy. It might be the quietest 400-yard game I've I can remember in, in recent times. Like he doesn't seem like Derek Carr passed for, for over 400 yards, but he did. <laughs> yeah, it it's they definitely closed out and. Um, but, you know, even that interception was on him. He, the, the announcers had that one, right? Like, he fired that in. Now, it is Willie Sneed. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> but oh, then it, I loved how he hit the Ravens defender right in the helmet before it just poop, poop in the air. <laughs> it's uh, so crazy. And I was like, of course something like this would happen. And then Lamar goes and gets stripped. Like, it, it was just insanity. And, uh <sighs> Uh, and oh, talk about the Ravens running backs real quick, okay? Um, so, oh yes, I know Tyson Williams, your guy. I just hey. needed one more yard from Tyson. Just one right, more yard. Right. Well, he had uh, that long, that thirty-five yard long. Um, but other than that, it, you know, he was doing his thing, okay? And they they gave him his time, but Latavius Murray. He got in there and got and he, he not great or efficient by any means, but like he's the kind of dude like he's gonna get he's gonna get some run in the offense. I'm telling you, and I I think he'll get better, man. He's he's still got a he little will. bit of juice. He's still got a little bit of juice, but uh, yeah, did Tyson Williams wasn't bad at all. Wasn't bad at all. And uh, but it's Sammy Watkins, it was nice to see him uh, four for ninety six. He had that one big catch. And uh, even even Marquise Brown, man, he had some he had a couple that one handed grab was fucking insane where Lamar kind of threw it low. That was nuts. So it's crazy. Yeah, it it was definitely uh, a it it was insane. You expect a little more out of the Ravens, um, but they still had a chance to win it. And you got to give props to the Raiders. Uh, They played well down the stretch. We got to see some Brian Edwards. If you had Darren Waller, you were probably happy because <laughs> he, he went ape shit. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have much else to say. Um, I uh, Like I said, I kind of predicted before the game, I think we're going to get a Tyson Williams, Latavius Murray duo. And uh, yeah. it certainly seemed that way tonight. Yeah, and I was kind of shocked. I'm looking at the box score because I watched the game and I was shocked to see that Tyson Williams only had nine carries. And I, I don't know, Latavius Murray got a lot of the fourth quarter, and but I'm actually kind of surprised to see that Murray had more carries. Um, it, it felt like it was a lot more, but I was like, oh, it's just because it's fourth quarter and I'm sitting there just needing Tyson Williams to get one more yard for a pick of them in under, underdog fantasy. But I have to say, just in watching the game, Marquise Brown definitely looked like the best Ravens receiver there. So be interesting oh, yeah. going forward. Um, you know, it's this is a tough offense to get excited about with passing the ball because really since Lamar Jackson's taken over, they don't. 
but to their credit like in the first half i want to say the first half it was 18 passes to 14 carries and then by the end of the game it was 34 carries to 30 rushing uh, or sorry to 30 pass attempts so Maybe it's because of all the running backs they've lost, but it's nice to see that Baltimore is actually becoming a little bit more balanced because they yeah. were, they've been for super sure. run heavy for, for years. And I feel like it made their offense better. Now they just, they had the double digit lead and we saw this with Cleveland and the chiefs and see with plenty of other teams, like they get up by more than a touchdown and they're like, Oh, we really have to start running the clock down which is true if it's like fourth quarter, you know, late fourth quarter, but man, like teams, I hate it when teams go conservative and yeah. they end up being their downfall. It's, it's especially this weekend. It seems that every team that did that lost. Right. Mm. I do want to point out one thing with uh, Tyson Williams, cause you brought up the carries and, and the, um, technically, Latavius Murray, he had 10, so he outcarried him. But Tyson Williams did have, or Tyson, sorry, I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure how you pronounce it, but uh, Mr. Williams, he did have three, um, well, four targets, three catches. So, I mean, like I kind of thought initially, they want to still have that J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards kind of roles, you know, situation. And it, it certainly seems like, Tyson Williams is going to be that J.K. Dobbins role and Latavius in the Gus Edwards role. And there's going to be weeks where Latavius probably booms and Tyson probably doesn't do as much. So, and it's really going to depend for me, like that one play at the end of the game where it just, it it was like the defender just fucking just went right by Tyson. I mean, he barely gave him a fucking nudge and it's just like, you can't be, fucking blocking like that at crunch time you know in a game and so that if he's doing that kind of shit that could you know you know help get him off the field as well <laughs> you know the, you know so it, it it's uh but it like i said it kind of was how i figured it would be we'll see how it goes the rest of the year um but uh yeah it's it is nice to see them passing more but it, it it's crazy. You just don't, you, you don't figure the Ravens would have blew that against the Raiders, but again, you got to give the Raiders some credit. They played very well the exactly. second half of the game. So. And that's the important thing. Like second half, because in the first half, it, and honestly, they like they played better in the second half, but I don't even think I'd say that they played good. Like it's honestly, they got bailed out when they finally started being desperate like in the fourth quarter (laughs) maybe they should do that every game just come out with their their pants on fire there and just freaking out Uh, because yeah there's just so many things where it's like what are they doing like are are they really like is brian edwards and henry ruggs just going to be like decoys are they both going to be decoys for darren waller to get the amount of targets so there's still some things for them to clean up Oh, yeah. Holy moly, that target share just, you know, there's 52 targets and Waller got 19 of them. Like, yeah. I just think, yeah, like that is, that's right around 40% target. Right. Share. Right. That's insane. Crazy. Yeah. Pretty nuts. But it, hey, I, I'll say this for the Raiders 
fucking Max Crosby is insane. That dude, <laughs> talk about r- running around with pants on fire, hair on fire, what, everything on fire. That dude, <laughs> he, like, he ran down Lamar Jackson. Lamar had to run up to him like, that's good shit. Yeah. That's good shit. <laughs> like, man, that, that dude's a beast. So, um, Love it. But Love yeah, watching yeah. him play. Yeah, it was a good game, man. I, I had fun. It was like, oh, shit, Brian Edwards won the game. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> and oh no the had... Raiders threw an interception oh, oh no, no they threw an interception oh no Lamar lost the book football again. <laughs> and then oh shit Zay Jones won the game <laughs> I had to I had to kind of laugh because Graham Barfield put out a tweet and he's already deleted it and it's like don't do that like I mean that was a funny thing like he put the Raiders are the Falcons of the AFC right because just found a way to lose but then right. Lamar Jackson fumbles and, you know, I, I had to, I just screenshot, right? Because he had already deleted <laughs> the tweet and I had to go, the Ravens are the Falcons of the AFC. <laughs> right. That's pretty funny. Oh boy. It's so hilarious. But what, what a game. I mean, exciting, yeah. kept you on the edge of your, your seat. And I mean, just especially that last sequence there where there was probably like four times that we thought someone won. We thought the Ravens yeah. were Ravens won it at the end of regulation. <laughs> we thought the Raiders won it in overtime first, and then the Ravens were gonna win it second in overtime. And then the Raiders, yeah. So just great game. I mean, honestly, the NFL has to go. We couldn't have chosen a more perfect game. Yeah. Hey, if they wanted to have a, a really good, like I said, um, cap off to the 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 week one of the nfl season this was the hell of a game to do it with because uh Absolutely. yeah it was a roller coaster but um yeah so with that out of the way uh let's go ahead and preview the thursday night game and then we can talk a little waiver wire before we get out of here thursday sure. night game we got the giants at the washington football team you're right. Mm-hmm. It's 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 weird. Just, I mean, I've kind of gotten used to it, but I honestly kind of miss uh, a couple of seasons ago when I was calling them the Washington Foreskins. I quite <laughs> enjoyed that. That was quite fun. But I feel like we can call them as a Cowboys fan. I don't care if we call them the Washington <laughs> Foreskins. But and, I got more respect for them now because you, you, you know, Riverboat Ron is there, and it, it got people's got respect for him, and 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 you got Fitz. We got to talk Fitz, but uh, you know, you got some guys there. So I I have a hard hard time now but but i I, i'm with you it is hard not to not to (laughs) and i mean if we call them the foreskins then this game is the giants foreskins matchup so i i like that (laughs) okay so the giants at the foreskins here we go thursday night yeah i'm assuming it's gonna be the taylor heineke show sounds like uh uh fitz is gonna be out for a bit and uh, we'll, oh, yeah. did did you ever find out? Did they ever come out with uh, it, how bad it is? It is. He's going to miss like at least half the season, and then kind of we have the ominous. It could be more, but okay. like he's going to be out for a while. So definitely, it's going to be the Heineke show for a little bit, at least for now. But but you know, I'm excited, I'm excited for Heineke. Another I, chance to get to get to prove himself so yeah we'll see i like i said i've kind of liked him a little bit and uh he played pretty damn well against the buccaneers last year in the playoffs and that's 
that's a big ask for your backup, you know, so uh, we'll see what he can do now that he's got the reins for a little bit, but you never know that the whole Cam Newton thing is still floating out there. So, but I, I, you know, I find it, I find it hard to believe because you do kind of have to change up your offense for Cam, but maybe if they knowing Fitzpatrick's going to be out that long, maybe, maybe they go ahead and do it. I don't know. Certainly. So, but at least, at least for this game and and probably the next couple after that. Right. Right. Taylor Heineke. So we'll see. And, and we talked about it when we went over the Washington game for the pod that's going to, uh, that should be what coming out tomorrow, which it gets it's, weird. With it, it's out. It, it's technically out right now, but oh, it, but, okay. but by the time they listen to this, will be tomorrow, and it will have already been out. So, <laughs> so when we talk about those games, it, you know, Heineke, considering the circumstances, came in, was able to actually help the offense move the ball a little bit better, and it's difficult for backup QBs to come in and have like big games. You're usually, you're usually just like, okay, come in and just kind of help keep the chains moving uh, on offense. It seemed to be what he did. And, and now that he's going to have a week to prepare, like, I, I like kind of key. Like, uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm looking at the spread here. Uh, Washington, Washington's the home team. They're three and a half point favorites. Which means on a neutral field, they're giving like it's basically a pick'em, mm. and I'm not sure about that because the Giants' offensive line is just trash, and Washington's defensive line is still really good. Like they, yes. I, I thought they'd get to the Chargers more, but the Chargers' offensive line, those additions that they made, paid off immediately. I thought it would take some right. time for them to gel, but not the case. But the Giants, on the other hand, just that's a horrible offensive line. So I go back to going, the battle in the trenches goes to Washington. And New York, Galladay was, was solid, considering he's been dealing with a hamstring. But I just, I don't know. Like, Barkley, how well is Barkley going to look? How well is he going to do <laughs> with his offensive, offensive line gonna, that's going to struggle against the defensive line? I don't know. Like, I feel like this is a pretty easy bet for me to take of give give me Washington uh, on this one. And, you know, they've had success with Heineke at quarterback, Ron Rivera, smart coach. He's not going to ask Heineke to do anything crazy. And I I think the Vegas is showing that the total line is set at 41 points expected to be a low scoring game. Hey, if it's a low scoring game, another reason why, Give me the better defense in this game. And we saw the Giants play a good defense just last week against against the Denver Broncos. Didn't work out so well. I mean, they lost by two touchdowns, and they were a home team in that one. Now they're playing a really good defense on the road. So, yeah, like I I feel like three and a half points is super low. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking Washington. And I'm a bit excited to see what Heineke can do. And um, I just, you know, I feel like Saquon's going to get better as the year goes on. Oh, yeah. But it's, it, yeah, the offense did not look good last week. And, it, you know, I'm sure overall it could get better. But, like, 
that the Daniel Jones turnover thing is is just going to continue to be an issue. So that like, I was really hoping like, come on, Danny Dimes, let's get this <laughs> shit going this year, man. You got a Kenny Galladay now because you see what that can do to improve, you know, and help a quarterback out. So <clears throat> I was kind of hoping Danny, Danny Dimes would take, not that he'd take some huge leap, but a step in the right fucking direction. And yeah, just, at least through week one, it's kind of more of the same. So we'll we'll see if they can turn around a little bit. But I'm with you. I got Washington. And uh, if anything, uh, Heineke's one touchdown was to my man, Logan Thomas. So let's keep that shit rolling, Mr. Heineke. Let's just, just keep getting the ball to Logan fucking Thomas for me. That works. So, yes, Thursday night, that should be an interesting game, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but waiver wire. Waiver wire, we got the waiver wire coming up in a couple of days. It'll be, well, Perfect. tomorrow by the time everybody hears this. And, uh, you know, obviously, Elijah Mitchell, the big pickup, I've got him rostered in, in a lot of my leagues, so I'm, I'm looking pretty good there. Um, but uh, any other names? I was thinking on my end, if it's me, now, little disclaimer, I play in a shit ton of deeper dynasty leagues. I don't. I, I don't play in many, you know, I, I'm not good at the whole waiver wire thing, <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say, because in most of the leagues I play in, there's never very much there. So with your, your normal standard redraft league, there's going to, like, I would look at one of those waiver wires and go like, oh, oh, look at this. <laughs> so, so uh, but I would say for me, Anthony Schwartz, um, you know, there was, you know, Richard Higgins been around for a while. Baker likes him, uh, but there's better, there's better receivers on that team, right? There's right. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who, who was making some noise in the preseason. But th- this is one of the rookies that I had my eyes on that I tried to pick up in rookie drafts. Anthony Schwartz got him rostered in a few leagues. And I just think even when Odell comes back, I think this is going to be a guy because of his skill set. Baker's going to be able to utilize all year long. And uh, so particularly in dynasty leagues, I'm getting my hands on Anthony Schwartz if he's available. Um, so, but that would be another guy I'm looking at. Uh, what about you, Aaron? Um, I, I think a guy that should be available in a good amount of leagues and he didn't blow up in week one, but got a lot of playing time is Elijah Moore. And, and just quite frankly, in that receiving game, there's Corey Davis, who is mm-hmm. the alpha, but you're not going to find a lot of starting receivers. The Jets are going to have negative game script. Elijah Moore, his game was bad. It was, what, one catch, negative three yards? I get it. Not good. But usually the best waiver wires, like you, obviously Elijah Mitchell's number one, but that could also be a trap, too. Like, you're going to go blow all your fab and then you really hope like Mostert's not out for the season. He's out for maybe half the season, right? But Jeff, Jeff Wilson is supposed to come back in five, six weeks or so. And we really don't know what Trey Sermon. Jermichael, Jermichael Hasty is still there. And they, they were talking, he outperformed Trey Sermon too. So, I mean, um, yeah, you don't, you definitely don't want to go crazy. I agree with that. Sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. Certainly. No, no, no. I think that that was a good point there. And that's kind of scrolling up and down. Honestly, uh, so Arizona Cardinals. I, A.J. Green, it's safe to just 
not pick him up if he's available. And if you drafted him late because you're like, well, he's the number two. No, he is like he he will play, but he is not the number two. He just this is the AJ Green we saw in week one. That's the same AJ Green we saw last season with Bengals. He's just he's not what we remember him as. And honestly, you could go Christian Kirk, you could go Rondell Moore. And I don't think you'll be wrong. Like this offense did exactly what I thought they were going to do. And they were going to start use, using 10 personnel. And even Rondell Moore, like uh, the thing I really like, Cody Carpentier was, was tracking the routes run. And, you know, Rondell Moore had the good, but not like huge game. Like he had four catches, 68 yards. That's not, that's really good for a rookie receiver. And then, most impressively was he only ran 14 routes like Mm. he ran 14 routes you got targeted five times and you caught four passes that is that is a perfect like you're going to be able to get him relatively cheap like if right honestly if you're sitting there and you don't need anything like let's say if you don't need a running back maybe let your league mates spend all their fat on elijah mitchell Mm. let them do that because we've seen this with Shanahan like there will probably be like Elijah Mitchell who's already had his big game he'll probably have a couple of other big games then we'll probably see Raheem Mostert come back and right at the end of the season have some big games or we'll probably see Trey Sermon I'm really not buying the narrative on that yet that could have just been Mostert's the starting running back and typically, your backups have got to play special teams. Trey Sermon, not so much, but that was a tangent there. Just basically, let, if you don't need a running back, leave Elijah Mitchell alone and on a much smaller uh, bid, get Rondell Moore. A lot of upside with Rondell Moore. I do Moore. like that. Yeah, if, you, if Rondell Moore is out there, it's hard to hard to pass up on him. <laughs> so. Certainly, certainly. And, you know, like there is going to be – because you and I are diehard dynasty gamers. And you you know, you know that in some casual leagues, someone's gonna drop Marquez Callaway. Someone's gonna drop oh, because they're for gonna go sure. Yeah. Great call. Because someone's gonna go, oh, he, he only got me one catch for like 14 yards or whatever it was. And all these receivers had much bigger games because of course they weren't going against Jair Alexander. So yes, like if Callaway gets dropped. You absolutely, that's your top receiver targets. So that's the fun thing is it's not always the guys that aren't on rosters right now. It's that there's going to be people that drop some people they shouldn't be dropping because right. everything's a knee-jerk reaction. So, I saw, so, I, can't, I don't remember if I talked about it on the pod last night. Uh, it was last night, right? I. Mm-hmm. That, that's another thing with the pie. If you see the video, that'll probably never make it up on YouTube, the video for last <laughs> night. But I looked absolutely like I was falling asleep during the pie. I wasn't. I was just very tired and very high at the same time. So it looked like I was sleeping during the. But anyway, <clears throat> um, what the hell is I guess? Oh, yeah. It, somebody mentioned that on Twitter, like, what the hell happened to Callaway? Now, luckily, there's smart people on Twitter too. And there was plenty of. Jair Alexander, Jair Alexander, (laughs) like, like it's pretty, it's pretty obvious what happened to Marquez Calloway. Um, So there was a couple of people like, oh, scrubs are always scrubs. I'm like, okay, that's your loss if you give up on them after this week, because like, 
And, and, you know, we talked about Deontay Harris. I mean, if he's out there, I don't think he'll do what he did every week because Marquez Callaway will be much more involved most weeks. Right. Um, but, it, you know, I was a bit wrong on him. And I didn't think about the fact that, yeah, Jameis is going to throw the deep ball. Like, I mean, that's the one thing with Deontay Harris is fast, you know, <laughs> so. Right. You know, he, he's useful in that offense. And, and that just kind of, you know, sometimes I, I just I, I forget to really look at a situation. And because I've already in my brain, I'm like, I don't really like the player profiler, but the player profile. Blah, 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 blah. But you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just see the profile right. and you're like, ah. It, 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 there's always context, circumstance, all of that. And, so, and not always, but occasionally I look past that and Deontay Harris was one of them. So Certainly. So that's, that's going to be another thing too for people to mention. Like you, if you play in enough leagues, Marcus Callaway is going to get dropped by somebody. Oh, for sure. And, and, and if not him, there will probably be some other players that people are going to drop because in order to pick up these players, you got to drop guys and the players that are on rosters were drafted too. So pay attention to that. And also like, that's usually where you catch people sleeping is that after the initial wave of, of why, I'm sorry, after the initial wave of waiver wire is done, they never do anything else until lineups. So you can catch them on the second wave where it's like, ah, the players that are dropped again. So pay attention to who your league mates drop. And I'm just going to add one, um, one more, well, a couple guys from um, the Eagles, one of our, the bird teams. Now, I know they were playing the terrible Atlanta defense, but I would like to point out that while our boy Miles Sanders had a great game, so did Mr. Gainwell. Nine carries, 37 yards, and a TD. Now, that's pretty solid for a rookie you know, coming in in relief. And I think if he's the number two, that's definitely a guy worth rostering. And I didn't know how this, because there was so much Boston Scott yammering. And and so I thought, okay, it's going to be Boston Scott. But clearly, Kenneth Gainwell, is Boston Scott hurt this week? I don't, I think it was just, he just didn't play. So, yeah, and I've had Boston Scott in a couple of leagues because, you know, in the first week, you really don't know the depth charts too well, but mm. I will definitely be dropping Boston Scott. I am, especially have them in like a guillotine leagues, and that makes it really simple. It's like, ah, yes, guillotine leagues where you're going to have some really good players available. So Boston yeah, Scott's I've, an easy pass for me. Yeah, I've, I had him in a couple of dynasty leagues. I think I think I dropped, yeah, I think he was an off-season casualty for, for those teams because I, I don't have him anymore, so... Not on any roster, but yeah, I, I also don't really have <clears throat> uh, much for Kenny Gainwell uh, rostered either, man, uh, which is a bummer because uh, he definitely seems like the number two. But I would also like to point out, I don't know how readily this guy would be available, even in, you know, pretty st- standard redraft leagues. But it's just a guy that I didn't bring up last night. And it seems to me that a lot of people were down on him. And that's Jalen Rager. And he yeah. had... Six targets, six catches, 49 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, so that outpaced everyone but Devonta Smith. 
And so like, I just feel like, Hey, he could really truly be the number two there. And, you know, I drafted him a good amount. This obviously best ball and all of that. So, uh, and again, it's the Atlanta defense, not very good, but I think this is another team. We're going to see them improve as the year goes on. And like Jalen hurts. Okay. Good performance. They're going to finally let you just roll. Let's yep. ramp it the fuck up. And I think, uh, yeah, this could be um, a team that surprises a lot of people because you hear a lot of the mainstream stuff and it was kind of wishy-washy on Jalen Hurts. And, and you know, like we talked about yesterday, the, the team didn't help with that, with the way they were kind of acting and things like. So it, it, it's just we'd love to see it with Hurts, the Eagles, Miles Sanders. And uh, so I'm just throwing out Jalen Rager, too. I think he could have a pretty solid season. Absolutely. So. Um, definitely pay attention to the teams that lost. Maybe the teams are going to look so well. Uh, not, I mean, Green Bay is the team that, that fits that perfectly. I don't really know what players they have, but yeah. <laughs> we, the waiver wire is going to be fun. And just a reminder to the listeners, the waiver wire is more than just doing your waivers tomorrow or Tuesday evening. Like it, it is the following day and really the rest of the week. You, you need to stay alert. Because just remember, if your league mates are picking up people, they're also dropping people. That's right. So pay attention to who the fuck they drop. Yep. And, you know, I just thought, realized we talked about uh, the Washington Foreskins. You know, they could potentially have some, you know, players dropped. I mean, because there could be many uh, casual players who look at that and say, oh, no more Fitzpatrick. I'm fucking done with this guy. You know what I mean? Yep. So that might be something to look at as well. But yeah, yeah, definitely see there's could be some valuable pieces dropped. So pay attention, pay attention. All right, buddy. I think that was a nice, fun little show. That was a fun Monday night game, a fun Monday night pod. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you got any final thoughts or not, but. Uh, no, it, it is time to. It, go to bed. It's great having football back. <laughs> that was an amazing game. And it has drained all the energy out of me. I, right. I am ready to call it, call it a night here. I am excited to get on on Thursday. Because we'll recap yes. the show and go over the Sunday games. It's going to yeah. be nice to kind of rest a little bit. So. There you go, buddy. That's all, all I right. got here. All right. Get yourself some rest, man. And we'll chat again soon. Same to everybody else. <sighs> Until Thursday. And enjoy Thursday. And good luck in your start to week two. Until Thursday. Stay safe. Stay oh, vigilant. Stay mad. Until next time. Ta-ta for now. Later!